0: You know what time it is, everybody. We do this every Friday on 710 ESPN Seattle. Time to get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. It's a pleasure to speak to this man. It's been years since I've had a chance to speak to him, but he is actually going to be part of a huge event on TNT coming up April 7th. TNT bringing one championship to the fold. And a man that will be part of the headlining crew, along with Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, is the underground king himself, Eddie Alvarez, who's with us now. Eddie, how are you, man?
1: I'm excellent, brother. Any better, I'd be you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, man, it's good. It's been a long time since I've had a chance to speak to you, and you've, boy, you've gone through a couple of promotions since last uh, we spoke. But uh, you, you've you've got a huge card coming up April seventh. TNT. First of all, just give me your thoughts. Uh, one championship making their debut on TNT. What a what a huge thing. What a huge uh, level of exposure that's going to be.
1: Yeah, so when I signed with One Championship, I, I, I left. I left uh, my the
0: older promotion that I was with, and I signed with One
1: Championship. And um, my, the only thing I envisioned was uh, coming here to America, and whether it was whether it was via television, and then next bringing the actual promotion here. But step one, we're going to get out of the way. We're going to be on primetime television, April seventh, and um, they, they'll they'll make their debut here. And then once everybody sees the level the level of the fighters, the level of the promotion, and what they bring to the table, uh, I, I really feel like it's going to be an, an every week thing on TNT. Um, so I'm excited. I think the fans should be excited. And one um, champion should be excited. We're ready to put on a show.
0: Well you know you know what 's cool is i I got a chance to talk to uh, Demetrius last week and just talking about you know fighting in one and the familiarity with fighters when you when you were fighting in Bellator and when you were fighting in the UFC. You, you kind of know who everybody is. You hear their names, perhaps you watch the fights. They're, everybody seems familiar in both those promotions. Whereas in in Demetrius talked about you know going to one championship and having to do some homework on these guys. They're not as well known. They're not a, you know they're not the household names. They're not the, the the guys that are in the commercials for the fights and everything. So I'm wondering if that was the same for you, or you you had to you know when they throw your opponent out there, you're going all right, who is this guy? Give me some film. Let me. You're not nearly as familiar as you are with Bellator or UFC fighters.
1: No, you're not, and different parts of the world have, uh, you know, are, are stronger suited at certain martial arts. Like parts of Thailand, some of the guys have been fighting since they were, you know, three years old doing Muay Thai. So they're going to be experts and specialists at other things where it depend on the region of the world they live. So um, you have to keep that in mind as well. So, yes, there's not much tape, but a lot of times you're going to have to rely on your experience adjust sometimes a lot of times plan a doesn't get it done and you got to resort to plan b and plan c and um that's where your experience comes in your ability to pivot adjust and and still execute you know even though things you know aren't what you thought they'd be
0: you know, the, I, I think the one misnomer for a lot of people is that the fact that they're not as familiar with some of these names, they haven't heard them the way they have again with UFC and Bellator fighters, is that they feel that it's a step down, that there's a there's a big gap in talent. And I've talked as I said, Demetrius and other fighters talking to you, that's not true. They they, they may not be household names out here, but the level, the skill level is is uh, is not far from what you faced in the UFC and Bellator. Is that would you say that's accurate? It's incredible,
1: and and I, I fought all around the world, and I fought um, even in my gym. We have guys come in from all around the world, and the majority of the guys, the best guys in the world that I fought, are virtually unknown. They're in the they're in the foothills of Brazil, um, they're they're in the hills of Dagestan. Um, You know, virtually unknown. I had some of the hardest uh, rounds against guys who. Um, they just were not known yet. They weren't pushed. They weren't marketed yet. But And I was that guy. You know, I was the guy, and, and that's why my name remains to this day, the Underground King. Because I, I, for a large part of my career, I was unmarketed, unpushed, not, not in the largest promotions per se. But I always felt inside. I, I was the best in the world. So um, for me, uh, sometimes we all, uh, fans and even fighters included, we get mixed up and think that what is the most popular happens to be the best um, fighter. And, and neither one has anything to do with the other.
0: It, it, you know, what's interesting is I, I read an article the other day, and you, there were some comments from you. I think it might have been an interview from January where you were talking about yourself saying, I'm not great at anything. I'm not a great wrestler. I'm not a great at jujitsu. I'm not a great striker, what what have you. Uh, is that really how you feel? Were you being sarcastic? Because I, I would say your striking is is well above average. I, I'd say you're a very good striker, you, you, uh, and your wrestling has been been talked about. Is that was that sarcasm or was that your real evaluation of yourself?
1: That's my true assessment of myself. I think I think there's guys who did martial arts for a lifetime, and uh, they've studied it for a lifetime, like one martial art, whether it's jiu-jitsu. Or wrestled their whole life, or did striking their whole life. I haven't did any of these like my whole life per se, or studied them since I was a kid. I was in and out of wrestling. I was in and out of boxing. I was um. I got introduced to jitsu when I was around 18 years old, and uh, you know I don't think I'm an expert at anything, and uh, it could be you know, I don't know. It maybe has something to do with my humility, but some you know I I'm a realist. And uh, I, I just kind of, uh, I'm always looking to improve. And, and I'm not a perfectionist, but I know that uh, there are guys that me, I'm not the best in the world at any one art. I'm not. And I'm just, uh, I'm not going to be able to go to the Olympics and, and um, win in wrestling. And I'm not going to be able to go to um, the the Alberta trials and win win the. I'm not gonna be the best in the world at one particular thing. But I know that when it comes to fighting, there's a lot of intangibles that are involved and I have all of them. I have every single one of them. And um that's what that's what allows me to win fights at the highest level. It's not my expertise
0: in on one particular art. Where where would you say you're most comfortable though? If if you could if you you go into the cage and I know it's different for every opponent based on their strengths as well. But do you feel like man, if, if I I stay on my feet, that's where I've got the most level of comfort. Or if we can get this down and grapple, I feel really comfortable. Where 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 not being an expert. Okay, I'll give you that. Even though I think you're underselling yourself, but where would you say you're most comfortable?
1: Um, if I'm if I'm if I'm on top of anybody, I take anyone down and I'm on top of them. Um, I'm going to be the biggest problem for anyone um, out there. And um, I don't do it enough. I mean, I, I enjoy fighting so much that sometimes the moment gets ahead of me and I forget that I can be very dominant in another place. So um, a lot of times I'll get wrapped up into a, a fist fight or, or a striking war when um, my training partners, my coaches, and even myself know that if I took a fight to the ground, that I can easily dominate uh, a guy who's actually doing well with me on the feet. So, um, surprisingly, uh, and a lot of people would know, I have a very good jiu-jitsu, very good top side jiu-jitsu, and uh, I, I probably should do it more often, but I, I don't. And I think fans fans are very happy that I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're never in a dull fight. That's that's absolutely a certainty when uh, people tune in to see Eddie Alvarez fight. That's who we're speaking with. The Underground King will be making his his uh, TNT debut with the One Championship third fight in in uh, for the One Championship promotion. But the debut on TNT April seventh. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Demetrius Johnson on the card as well. It's going to be a fantastic night. Uh, it, you know what's interesting is before this conversation, Eddie, I was I was going back and looking because I as I said, it's been years since I talked to you, but. You you, your first fight was in two thousand three. Your first professional fight. You've been at this a really long time. So, uh, it, it, is there an end date for you? Have you put any markers out there that says, "All right, I, I don't want to fight past uh, thirty eight, thirty nine, forty, or a number of fights"? Where do you do you have any any sort of uh, goals before you you get out of this game?
1: No, I never I never had a goal per se to be in the game. You know what I mean? I, I so. Never did I say oh, I'm going to fight for the rest of my life. I just kind of, I was following something I was passionate about, and then it, then it and I found myself in front of 75 people fighting at a basketball gym, and I, and I think I paid like 250 dollars to fight my first fight. So at 18, <laughs> I was in a, I was in a situation that seemed like a dead end, and uh, it, it blossomed into a career where. You know, I made made millions of dollars, and I I was able to travel the world and collect world titles and and do a lot of great things. So um, I'm not going to start setting plans now. I love what I do. I love my process. I love my everyday life, and uh, fighting allows me to live uh, a life that I, I, you know, could have only dreamed of. So um, for me, I never try to speed up this process. I never did enhancements, steroids, anything stupid on them lines. I did everything the right way, the honest way, with integrity and I never um, suffered any real serious setbacks where I had any major surgeries or anything like that, knock on wood. So um, I'm a relatively very healthy fighter and uh, when it comes to going against young guys in the gym I, 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 I hold my own if not dominate almost everyone that I go against. So um, I don't see any signs of anything like that anytime soon.
0: Is, is there anything at 37 now that you look at and say, man, when I was 27, I used to be able to do this or I used to be able to do that? Is there anything just physically? I asked the same thing of Demetrius, who's in his 30s as well. And you guys are, are, are you know, legends of the sport. But th- the sport is brutal. It takes a takes a toll on you physically. Is, I mean, you, I'm telling you, like, you don't know. But is there anything physically you just go, all right, I, I, I used to be able to do that. I can't do that anymore. This
1: is a loaded question, man. Hold on, give me, give me two seconds. I I that is a crazy loaded question. Um, yeah, yeah. I at twenty and twenty, I used to be able to like go outside and, and change my own oil, and I used to be able to. Do, I used to be able to do housework and do my own uh, fixing of my own house. I physically can't do that anymore because I just don't want to, and I have the money to pay someone. So, They're they're the things that I can't bring myself to, to physically do. I can do them, but I just won't.
0: Fair enough. I, it just to give you, a, Demetrius told me he's, he's his thing was just recovery. He Just said, yeah, I can do everything I used to. It's just it, I, I feel it more after the fight. It takes me, you know, before I used to bounce back, you know, in a day or two or what what have you. Now it takes longer. Have you felt that? Just the after effects, the days after a fight,
1: like like uh, like the soreness. You know what you know what has happened for me more than anything. Um, I've been I don't want to say I've been troubled. You know, I've been severely troubled inside my own head for years, um, and I've been, and I didn't realize until I was at peace a couple of years ago, where I where I felt I was in my own house and I was at peace. I didn't realize how how troubled and scared I was for like 13, 14 years, and um and then I came at peace with myself with where I was, and um this the life of fighting is very dangerous, it's very stressful. And and it's hard to not think about who's next and who's coming after you next, and not be afraid all the time. So um, recently, a couple of years back, I stopped being afraid, and I was able to like just enjoy my life, enjoy my vacations, enjoy my family time, and things like that. So they are things that I bettered in my life, and I not, that are better off now
0: that that
1: weren't, and I and I didn't realize I was troubled and. I was at peace so if you can understand that in any way I'm sorry if it's if it's uh <laughs> if it sounds whatever it sounds like but that that's where that's where I probably uh
0: think. no I, that makes perfect sense and, and and on that level and it's not the same thing but I remember talking to Cowboy Cerrone and and he's he's told me a few times that every time he's warming up in that in that locker room before the fight he's thinking to himself what am I doing why am i doing this that that there's fear that there's like what am i questioning what why would i do this is the last time that's it i'm never doing it again then he gets in the cage gets out of there and he can't wait to get back and i know it's it's different than what you were just touching on the, le- the fear but i i'm curious do you ever go through anything like that or are there moments where you're warming up back there and you're getting ready to get your name called to come out to the cage and you're like what what am i doing this is nuts
1: absolutely and, 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 and there's, there's, a, there's a great reason for that. I mean, it's completely normal, and I think fighters try to resist it. But the truth is it's not normal to go fight. Um, it's not normal to run into a difficult situation. As humans, we usually run away from them um, because we have a, 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 we have a way of staying safe and staying comfortable. Um, so fighting isn't a conscious thing. So in the back when you're still conscious of your conscious mind and you're in the back and you're still of conscious thought, yeah, you're going to be like, yo, get me the hell out of here. So the (laughs) idea is to get into state, get a sweat going, um, get some guys in front of you to fight, spar a little harder in the back. That way um, I call it, this is what I call it, I need to go out of my mind. So once I'm out of my mind, I can properly fight and just rely on my instincts and not have any thoughts involved. But until you're out of your mind, it's going to be very difficult to um, convince yourself that what you're about to do is a good idea. Because <laughs> it's, it's not a good idea for anyone, not just a fighter, but any human being. It's just not a, not a
0: good idea. That's a great answer. <laughs> this is not a good idea. Hey, uh, quickly, before I let you go, Eddie, give me, give me a, for people listening that aren't familiar with your opponent, again, April 7th on TNT, one championship making their debut. It's going to be a huge card. Uh, and obviously, Eddie Alvarez, Demetrius Johnson, the, the big names on this card. But as far as your opponent goes... What, what do you know about him? What, what is it that he does well that, you you know, I can't allow him to get to this point? I can't allow him to go to the ground or get me up against the cage. What is it he does well, and how do you see that fight ending?
1: Yeah, I think, I think he's, a, uh, he's a bigger guy, and he has a, a more range than I do. And he trains in one of the best, you know, best striking teams in the world. So I can't allow him to keep range and pick his kicks, like throw his kicks and, and, and allow them to keep landing. That could, that could cause a toll, and he has decent grappling. So um, you've got to stay away from them kicks, get inside, and, uh, and make sure I touch him with my right hand. When um, when I hit people with my right hand, the whole fight changes. Their whole demeanor changes, and, and, and um, I win fights. fight. So it's just a matter of getting inside and, um, and making sure I touch him uh, very fast and very violently in, in the beginning of the fight.
0: I can't can't wait for the card April seventh on TNT. One championship making their debut. The Underground King is Eddie Alvarez, and he'll be in action that night. Man, it was great to catch up with you again. And the beauty of this conversation, Eddie, is it's not during a weight cut. Usually, they give you a, you have to do all your media the week of the fight, and you guys are drained and you're not in a great mood. I'm glad I got to talk to you when you're not cutting weight. This is this is beautiful. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm not cutting weight ever again. So that's
1: all. <laughs>
0: Eddie, I wish you the best, my friend. Thanks so much for taking the time, and best of luck to you. I hope to talk to you again. Anytime, brother.
1: Thank you.